Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you I want to continue my teaching on the subject of the blessing of God, the blessing of the Lord. And the reason why I started teaching on this subject is because all through the Bible, anywhere you see God asking people to be fruitful, you will see he first pronounced a blessing upon them. Anytime you see God commanding people to be fruitful, he first pronounced a blessing. That means that fruitfulness is very much related and or dependent on the blessing of God. How fruitful you can become depends on how much of the blessing of God that is flowing in your life. Hallelujah. And I pray that this year you will do all you can to keep the blessing of God flowing in your life constantly in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible makes us understand that when you give your life to Jesus, you have become the blessing of God has come upon your life. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. If you give your life to Jesus, the blessing of God has come upon your life. Hallelujah. But the question that comes is, why do we always see believers, Christians, born-again Christians, always struggling with a lot of things, not seeing progress in their life, not seeing success, not seeing prosperity, not, not seeing progress. If I am blessed, why should I be struggling all my life and not have anything to show? The answer is this. You need to know how to keep that blessing flowing. Blessing is something that must constantly be flowing in your life. It's not enough to have the blessing upon your life because blessing is a spiritual thing. When it comes upon you, you must know how to keep it flowing. In this place, the reason why we have all our equipments working here is because there's electricity here now. If the lights go off right now, you can't hear me through the microphone. The speakers will work. The lights will work. The fans will work. Nothing, almost nothing will work here. But the truth is, we can have electricity here, but if somebody goes to the source of the power and turns it off, there will be electricity here, but it will not flow, but it will not flow. So every child of God carries the blessing of God upon his life, but there's a procedure to keep the blessing flowing. There's a procedure to keep the blessing constantly flowing in your life. These are the things that we see manifesting in different areas of your life. And we have established from the word of God that the important condition that ensures the flow of blessing in the life of the believer is honor. Honor. Everybody say honor. And there are six important people that you must honor in your life to keep the blessing of God flowing according to scripture. First one is God. You must honor God. Second one is you must honor your parents. Your parents. You can be born again like anything. If you dishonor your parents, you are not going to see blessings flow in your life. And if your parents are alive, honor them whilst they are alive. You don't honor your parents with a big funeral. Honor them now. Yeah, honor your pastor. Honor your pastor. Number four, honor those in authority. Number five, honor your spouse. And the last one, honor those who honor you. Today I'm talking about honor those in authority. We have looked at how to honor God, how to honor your parents, how to honor your pastor, 
And today, we are looking at how to honor those in authority. In the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Romans 13, verse 1. Then let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. This scripture makes us understand that in our society today, God established authority in our society in order to create order. So everywhere there is a human association, human grouping, there is supposed to be structures of authority in order to create order. Anywhere you go to, there's no order, then there will be chaos. And there will be no progress. And there will be no advancement. So God established honor right from the beginning of creation. God established order. In the first couple, the man was the one in charge. So it is in the homes today, in every family. The husband is the head of the house. It doesn't mean he is superior to the rest of the people. It just means that there has to be order in order for progress to exist. In every family, there's supposed to be order. In our workplaces, there's supposed to be authority. There's supposed to be established authority. So everybody can know what is supposed to be done, what is not supposed to be done. Everybody can know who is in charge and who is responsible and who is, is accountable. It's very important. It helps to create order so that progress can take place. But the devil fights progress by fighting authority. So when you see people anywhere they are, they always want to fight against authority. Whether it's at the workplace, whether it's in the house, whether it is in church, anywhere in society, you see people, anywhere they get to, they hate to see structures and order. There are people who hate to hear, we don't do things this way, we want to do it this way. They will say, why? We want to do, you know, there are people who believe in doing what they like. And that is not freedom. It's rebellion. True freedom is a very responsible thing to do. The fact that you are free does not mean you can do everything. If you, if you want to use your freedom to do everything, you become an indisciplined person. So the Bible says that authorities that exist are appointed by God. Verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Not blessing on themselves, but judgment on themselves. They bring judgment on themselves. That is why people live their lives and struggle and struggle and struggle. Because they have brought the judgment of God on themselves. Your boss at work may be a Muslim or a non-believer or an idol worshiper, but if he's in authority over you, you are supposed to honor him. And if you don't do it, you are going to struggle. And the Bible says that God will not take sides with you because your boss is an unbeliever and you are fighting him when you should honor him. They bring judgment on themselves. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. I like that. It means if you are somebody, everywhere you work, trouble. The problem cannot be that all the places you work are bad. All the places you work in your life cannot be bad. There are people, every church they enter, they will leave problems. Every church cannot be bad like that. There are some people, they create problems from church to church, from department to department. 
and follow them to their home, rebellious, talk to their parents, is something else. And when you do that, the Bible says that you become a struggler and you cannot blame witches for this. You cannot blame the devil for this. You need to come to the place of being a child of God everywhere you have ever stayed. You know, there are people, even the compound house you stay, you leave, you leave your footprints of bad behavior. Everybody in the house, you are fighting them. Landlord, in fact, some of you here, you never had good relationship with any landlord in your life since you were born. All your landlords, you carry with them before because you believe that that is the best way, you know, to fight for your freedom. But I want you to know that one of the best ways to move away from being a tenant and becoming your own landlord one day is relate with your landlords well. Because as long as you keep creating the impression as if being a landlord is a bad thing, all landlords are evil people, it means you will never become one. You won't be the first good landlord. He said, do what is good and you have praise from the same. Verse 4, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. It means that when you are doing the wrong thing and your boss is sit, sitting on your promotion, there's no amount of prayer you pray against that boss that will work. God will not endorse your wrongdoing to make you pray against your boss, who is innocent, who you are misbehaving towards, and he has decided that you will not be promoted this year. The person who must endorse your promotion, you have made him an enemy, you are fighting him. How can you see progress? There's no intelligence in this. There's no, there's, there's no reason in this. Verse 5, therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this also, pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. So this scripture talks about the importance. That wherever you are, you don't despise people in authority because they are not of your faith. You don't despise people in authority because they are not as spiritual as you are. In fact, the only sign that you are very spiritual is to learn to respect authority. There is only one person who violates authority on earth. is Satan. And one way you can tell people are under the influence of the devil is their attitude to authority. Everywhere they find themselves. And wherever you are as a child of God, if you want God to always be happy with you and always you know, bless the work of your hands, and prosper in whatever you are doing, make sure that wherever you find yourself, if you are a student, your teachers, your lecturers are people in authority. If you are staying with your parents, your parents are in authority over you. You cannot be here as a Christian, a young person, and you talk to your parents anyhow, you behave towards your parents anyhow, and expect God to bless you. Things won't go well for you. Your parents don't need to curse you or open their mouth and curse you. By the way, sometimes parents curse without even knowing they have. Because when they say curse, it doesn't mean I curse you. No. Curse is not from today, I curse you. No. That's not curse. I don't want to talk about that today. Sometimes when people get grieved and pained and they open their mouth and they speak. And most of the time, these things come out when people are alone. That's why I kept telling people, be careful with people in authority. Because you are not there when they speak. 
whether they're speaking blessing over you or speaking something, you are not there. So you have to be careful. Because when people are happy, they speak good things. When people are angry and bitter and grieved and hurt, they speak from the pain of their heart. And if that person sits at a strategic place of authority over you, it can begin to fight you. It can build a negative spiritual dynamics that begins to put impediments your way as if you are climbing a, a hill when you should be running down the slope with speed, as if you are now climbing a hill, struggling, struggling. And so, honor to whom honor is due, custom to whom custom. Sometimes, you know, Christianity does not mean you should violate certain customs. We violate customs when it is ungodly, but some customs register honor. For instance, you meet a lady you like, you want to marry, there is a procedure to marrying the lady. You cannot just take the lady straight to your house and you are married. You haven't met the lady's parents. You haven't performed customs. That is dishonor. And if you are a lady and you know scripture, you understand why the Bible said, let anybody who wants to marry you honor your parents so that you can go into that marriage with a blessing because they are the person of authority over your life. The moment you violate that custom, you are in dishonor. And your marriage will not enjoy the blessing that it deserves to enjoy. Honor to whom honor is due. So let's answer these questions quickly. How do I honor those in authority? Number one, respect your superiors. If there's anybody who is privileged to be your superior, respect him. You may be older than him, respect him. You may be more educated than him, respect him. You may be nicer than him, respect him. Authority is not about, not about looking nice. You may have more money than him, respect him. If you come to this church, you belong to a department. There's a departmental head. Respect your departmental leader. Otherwise, you are in complete dishonor. If you go to work, respect your superiors. You may not like them. You don't need to be friends to your superiors. They may not be good people. They may be harassing you, but respect them. You see, if you respect them, and you are praying, God is going to deal with them. But if you rebel against them and you are praying, it's not going to work. Show them respect. You cannot frown at your superior. It is wrong. It is a sign of bad upbringing for you to get to your workplace and your boss, sometimes the one who employed you, or maybe he's not the one who employed but he signs your paycheck, or your, your superior, and because he did something that makes you angry, you frown. I mean, it means you are not you are not being reasonable. Because you are going to go back to that same person tomorrow for help, for anything. You frown and expect him to forget quickly. You are not serious. You don't do that. You can frown to your friends when they do wrong. There are people you frown to. Your siblings, you can frown to them. But you, you shouldn't frown at your boss. Say, Pastor, I'm offended. Yes, you are offended. Manage it. It's a principle of life. Manage it. Do not speak evil of them. Don't speak evil of your boss. No matter how bad he is, he's your boss. Don't speak evil of him. Pastor, but he's a very bad person. You are not the one to say it. If the person is bad, if you alone you don't say it, it doesn't mean anything. Others will say it. Leave others to say that one. My boss has friends who can tell him you are bad. It is not me who should go and tell my boss that you are bad. You can never get me there. It's not mine to talk about. Yeah, do not speak evil of your boss. Do not violate his instructions. Don't be the one noted every time, every instruction at work. You are the one who must break it. For once the instruction goes, they are waiting for you to come. So you are the rebel leader. 
Once you come, say, no, we are not doing this. Then they say, yes. Then they are pushing you. One day when they suck you, they are there. They pushed you because you think you are brave. You think it, you, what you are doing is bravery. No, it is, it is unintelligent. When you obey instructions, it doesn't mean you are weak. It means you are smart. You know, life is just about instruction. To be free, to be successful, to be happy in this life is all a matter of instructions. Instructions everywhere you find yourself. If you get to the bank, there are instructions. Things you should do. Otherwise, it's your money, but they won't give it to you. It's a sign here. So, no, it's my own money. I'll sign where I like. You won't get your money. Put the date here. Do this here. So, me, I'm a free man. I believe in freedom and human rights. Human rights without intelligence and wisdom, it brings chaos and trouble. Do not violate instructions. Do not express your disagreement with your boss openly. If you disagree with your boss, go to him quietly, alone, and talk to him. Boss, I want to talk with you. And then with the greatest of respect, the greatest of respect, you let him know this thing you did is wrong. And if your boss is a good boss, he will really, really like you. Every boss likes people who come to them. There are people in this church, I know they will never gossip about me. You know why? Because they are always talking to me and still respect me. I don't expect somebody to tell me what I did wrong and still go and gossip about it. The person spoke to me. But there are people, you go to meeting with, and, and then your boss has done something, and then you stood up and openly you begin to criticize your boss. It is a bad attitude. It's a bad practice. You don't do that. Never openly express your disagreement with your boss anywhere. It also means do not allow people to come to you and speak evil of your boss to you easily. If everybody is rushing to you, you say, oh, I respect my boss. If you respect your boss, why is it so easy for people to come to you and speak evil of your boss to you, insult your boss to you, and go away? You need to be able to put people right and tell them, you know what, the person you are talking about is my boss. And even if what you are saying is true, I don't think, I don't think that I am the right person you should talk to. Go talk to him. Teach the person to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Because that same person, after talking, he's going to leave you and you're going to go somewhere and say, oh, even Kweku said this and that and that and that. Because you allow the conversation to happen. Do not allow people to speak evil of your boss in your presence. Hallelujah. It also means that do not show support to people who fight your boss at, work, at your workplace. If somebody is not getting along well with your boss, he can't be your friend at the workplace. Because you are indirectly telling your boss you support the guy. You cannot take sides with people who fight the persons you honor. You cannot even help people. If somebody is fighting your father or mother, if somebody hates your boss, or somebody is fighting your spouse, that person cannot be your friend. Does it make sense? Yeah. You cannot make him your friend. So the moment somebody takes a stand against the people you honor, you have to make the person know, me and you, we are not fighting. But I don't want to be an accomplice to wrongdoing. Personally, I have an issue with people who don't have anything against me, but all the people who have something against me is their friend. Oh, yeah, I'm very careful with such people. They are dangerous people. Because it means that they are smiling at you, but they are pushing the people. Oh, don't mind that guy. Don't mind. Go and do this and do that. And they're pushing the people. One day I went to visit a man of God, and there was another pastor who was also going to see him. So I said, well, then let's go together. As soon as we entered, he frowned till I left. And I said, this man never frowns when I come into the office. Then it occurred to me, don't follow people to go everywhere. <laughs> he frowned till I left. Later, I got to realize the guy I followed has been doing some bad things. From that day, I learned. There are places when I'm going, I go alone. If you two want to go, you go. 
I go alone. Uh, because by the people you associate with, you can be treated a particular way. One day, Elisha said to Jehoshaphat, I'm angry because you came to see me with Ahab, and you should have come alone. If not for something, I will not even look at you at all or give you any prophecy. So if your boss has an issue with somebody, the best you can do is advise the person. Go and resolve this thing. Don't let the person come and sit in your office every day and talking. You are quiet, but you are entertaining it. You are quiet, but you are entertaining it. Look at the person and say, you know what? You can't do this here in my office or on my desk. You have your issue with my boss. I don't have any issue with him. I don't want to be a part of that. Very important. Last one. Seek for ways to make his work easier and more successful. If you have people in authority you are dealing with, don't make their work difficult. Don't sabotage people in authority and think you are being smart. Anyone who is your superior knows something more than you. Let me say it better. Anybody who is your superior knows more than you. So don't you think you can sabotage him without him knowing that you are sabotaging him. If you sabotage him and he's quiet, it doesn't mean he doesn't know. He knows what you did. And when, when people get quiet over your misbehavior, it's more dangerous. You pay for it later. You will pay for it later. And so be careful. Don't put impediments in the way of your superiors. Help them. Make their work easy for them. They may not see it, but God will reward you. They may not reward you, but God will reward you. They may not praise you. They may not pay you extra. For, and listen, it's not everything extra you do that you should be paid extra. Sometimes there are things you do for tomorrow's sake. It opens doors for you. It's an investment into tomorrow. Sometimes this same person will just call you one day and give you one advice. That will make you a lifetime fortune. Don't live the rest of your life. Every time you are going to your boss, you are going to ask something. Every time you are going to your boss, you are going to ask for something. You never go to your boss and say, you know what? I have this idea occurring to me. I think if we do these things this way and that way and that way, things will get better and will get more results. Your boss is going to think, this guy is thinking about the progress of the work, the progress of the company. Not only every day what you should be paid. The only thing you think about is money. You don't think about how to add value and add to the progress of the company. You are just there to consume. You are just there to enjoy and go away. And no employer is happy with such people. Don't be an employee that is only, always tolerated. Be an employee that is celebrated. Yeah. Be an employee that is celebrated. And sometimes, don't let people tell you, oh, you there, every day, everywhere you are there. Then they are laughing at you at work. They are talking to you like you are a fool. No, you are not a fool when you commit yourself to diligence. It will pay off tomorrow. God looks at your faithfulness and your diligence today in order to put something great in your hands tomorrow. God will never put you no know, lazy people in sensitive place of authority because they speak in tongues. No, no, God was looking at Joseph in the slave house. How he worked in the slave house with no pay. God was looking at Joseph in the prison. How he handled things. And God said, this guy can run a nation. God was looking at David, taking care of sheep in the bush. How he was able to risk his life to fight a lion, to save one lamb for no pay. God said, that guy, if I remove Saul and I put him there, I think Israel will be better off. And the people are always, you know, fighting in the workplace. And they are not treating us well. And they are not paying us well. And we have money. They are, they are the people who get poor all their lives. Listen, you will never prosper because of how much salary you are paid. How wealthy you become has nothing to do with how much you earn. Very wealthy depends on how much you save. There are people who earn a hundred and they save. There are people who earn a thousand and they save nothing. So there are some people before even a thousand arrived. It's finished before it arrived. 
Because there is no blessing flowing in their lives. So don't, don't be deceived. Before that, 5,000 cities a month, before it arrived there, the man is already finished with debts before the 5,000 a month. So it is not any 5,000 a month that will make you wealthy. It is how much of that 5,000 remains every month consistently that builds wealth. And only the blessing of God can make you earn with a leftover. And if that blessing is not flowing in your life, stop blaming your boss for not paying you well. Let's close with Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5. It says, born servants. And when the Bible talks about born servants, it is employees. In Bible days, employees were called servants. Then there are other employees that have committed themselves for life to one particular employer. They call them born servants. That means I have decided the rest of my life, I'm going to work with this man. Hallelujah. Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters. This is Bible. These are scriptures believers don't like reading. Believers believe in taking their bosses to prayer meeting. Put them in the middle of the fire and open fire over their head and over their bodies. And fry them and roast them. But this is also in the Bible. This is also in the Bible. And I can tell you, if you are somebody who honor authority, you don't even need to pray against your boss. God will rebuke them. The Bible said, when Laban cheated Jacob, ten times Laban changed Jacob's salary downwards. Have you heard some before? Have you ever experienced that before? That every year, when salary should be increased, they said, um, economy is bad. So, 50% downwards. The Bible said, over time, Jacob became richer than the man who was changing his salary downwards. We don't believe in those kind of scriptures anymore now, do we? No, we don't. We don't believe that God can still prosper you to be as wealthy as your employer. We, we, Christians don't believe in that anymore. That where you are working at is a training ground for you to one day start your own company. But God is looking and said, this guy, if I give him a company, he will spoil everything. He will run it down. Because the way he's destroying things, some of you, the way you have rebelled at work, and one day, if God even give you the chance to employ people one day, you can't manage the fruits of your labor. So God should have as well spared you the problem, the trouble. Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. Masters according to the flesh means secular employers. They don't have to be Christians. With fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ. Not with eye service. Not when you see your boss. Oh, boss. Oh, chief. Champion. Chairman. We like giving titles. And there are some people who are so deceived when they hear this title. They think they are getting respect. I don't like face. people who do eye service. Facial respect. I don't like that. Yeah. If you are respectful, over time, everybody will know. Yeah. If you are respectful over time, everybody will know. Not with eye service, as men pleases, but as born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from their heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same reward from the Lord, whether he is a slave or he is free. Amen. Whatever a man does, God is a rewarder. Amen. For God to move you from that bad place to a better place, it depends on how you are behaving in the bad place. Your attitude and behavior. God will look at you and say, no, I don't like the way they are treating that my daughter. He's a very faithful person. I'm going to move him. Open a door for you, you are gone. God knows how to rebuke your superiors if you do things right. He will rebuke The Bible said, when Laban decided he was going to arrest Jacob, God appeared to Laban in the dream in the night. 
And God said, when you wake up, don't try it. Don't do anything harm to that guy. Otherwise, I'm going to deal with you. And the Bible said, Laban seized fire and went back home and left Jacob alone from that time. I pray that this year, as you walk in honor to authority, the Lord bless you and cause his blessings to keep flowing in your life, in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus, the Lord prosper the work of your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.